Hello and welcome to a special presentation from In The Money Media. This is our Gulfstream Park All-Turf Pick 3 show for Christmas Eve, uh, Sunday, December 24th. In addition to this full slate of NFL games, there's horse racing to bet on, and we encourage you do it at Gulfstream. Got a pretty fun card, actually, um, all throughout on this Christmas Eve. A pretty pretty uh, early, starts a little early, 12.10 is the first post, and things end at 4.36, so You'll have an opportunity uh, before and during the window of the one and four NFL games, if that's how you get down to uh, be really focused on this. But why not make a bet like the all-turf pick three with its higher minimum and lower takeout that is so um, friendly for horse players, as we like to say. Great opportunity to get involved and, and have action, hopefully, throughout the course of the day, at least if uh, if we can be right about some of these early races. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital. Coming to you from the Brooklyn Bunker, and we bring you now a man, uh, I forget to ask him what neighbor he's in. I'm just going to take a guess. Maybe in the shadow of the Chrysler building. Remember when I used to say that on these shows? He's just <laughs> kitchen. What's up, JK? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm somewhere around there, Pete. I don't, I, I, uh, I mean, what, what street are you on? 48th and uh, 5th Avenue, or like uh, maybe maybe Park, 48th and Park. Maybe yeah, I, I I feel I feel okay with that. I mean, you're a little you're a little. I mean, that depends on the angle of the sun and where the shadow is falling. But I think we can let that one in off the goalpost anyway. Uh, you excited about this this Christmas Eve uh, slate of races? I know you said you're going to be watching some NFL. I assume you'll be betting some horses along the way. Yeah, and when there's there's, when there's four legged animals running in a circle, uh, my attention is always at least halfway there. <laughs> This one is spread out throughout the day. I'm not going to make the mistake I made on the last show. This one correctly starts with race number two. And we've got two-year-old maiden special weight fillies going a mile and a 16th. And at the end of the last show, this is the race I was thinking of when I talked about getting cheeky. I'm going to try to beat the heavy favorite in this spot just with the thought that it, it just it has a chaotic look to me, this race. And even though Blue Horseshoe, the, the presumptive favorite, uh, did a lot of running late in that race at Monmouth. You know, it was uh, not the strongest maiden special in the world, and I thought it was with the benefit of a good setup. So I'm going to take a shot here with some with some goofier uh, type horses who I think have an opportunity to improve. And uh, one of them is the number seven Pacific Front for Jimmy Toner, a horse I'm treating like a first-time starter. This is a Warfront who's uh, a Warfront – Adding blinkers, it's a beautiful pedigree. There's lots of uh, turf on the dam side. And I just think this horse is better than that, you know, walking around the track first run that you don't even, again, I'm not even really considering. I, I thought this horse has a chance, was bet to four to one there, has a chance to be a lot better and has a chance to get absolutely ignored in the wagering. Another one I'm going to take a look at is the number one, take your point. This horse also ran once, and you wouldn't really call it running, just sort of walked around there. Uh, but, and we've talked about this before, like when they don't do any running first out, and then they're, you know, maybe in a better situation, how, how seriously do they take it? Well, this one I'm going to take seriously because there's no drop involved. That was five and a half. This is a mile and a 16th. It was 108 days ago, and the horse took a little bit of money. And I just absolutely love it. It's almost an automatic pedigree play for me with the Danzig smart strike cross on turf. This one being by hard spun out of fair point, a smart strike dam. So those are two long shots. I think I'm going to start off with here. And if I get it right, I'll be sitting on something. And if not, I'll just come back and uh, bet these races individually. That's how I'm going to approach the all turf pick three JK. What do you think of this favorite 
Blue Horseshoe, are you with or against? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a spready race for me. I'm going to use the three. I'm going to use the five. Um, uh, you, you've convinced me a little bit with the seven. The whole fact the horse took money, ran like like nonsense, but you, you're yes. right. Did take some money there. Should improve, puts the blinkers on. And then I thought the six was a little bit interesting. Yes, the champagne, uh, a, a horse that has shown some ability on the dirt, maybe will appreciate getting to the turf, has a lot of siblings that won on the turf. So maybe that's what she's been waiting for all along. So I'm pretty skinny later in, in the sequence. So I don't have a problem spreading here a little bit. Three, five, six, seven is what I'll go with here. So your general thought on blue horseshoe, like not a horse that you were playing a tournament or something, not the kind of horse you're going to trust with your whole day, but just too logical to try to beat in a bet like this. No, yeah, too logical. Yeah, I mean, the horse ran well, took money on debut. You know, there's all these reasons as the, you know, why you want to probably use the horse, but not a horse that I trust or want a single. No, I get it. The next turf race is an interesting one. We go into stakes action for race number six, the H. Allen Jerkins. We're going two miles on the grass here. And uh, we've got some a lot of participation from uh, Mike Baker, not surprisingly, as uh, the man who seems to be the master of these particular races. But I was actually going to try to go in a different direction with uh, with three different runners. I think I'm going to end up using in here. I put McLovin on top in my initial rendering of the race. This horse um, won a race at uh, at Far Hills of all places at uh, at four to five. But that, you know, I love to see that two-mile form, and I love to see the fact that the horse was, you know, on the lead in that spot. Maybe has a little bit more speed going this far than the number being used for that time form pace projector because the, the last race isn't included on there because they had no sectional times at Far Hills. So I think McLovin is pretty interesting uh, for Team Valor and Delacour. Delacour, kind of trainer, I absolutely trust to get horses to go this distance. And I like the if he could just – be a little bit more positive for, for I, I much prefer that with Rosario going a two mile race. If we think the horse is going to be a little bit more up in the Vanguard, another potential pace angle is number seven F five. This horse um, on the time form looks like could be loose. The distance is a question mark. I mean, I look at this pedigree and I just, I don't know, but interestingly, every pedigree rating thing that I look at, whether it is the GSR for Equin edge or the little algorithm within Timeform US, they all have F5 as one of the top-rated distance horses in this race. So that makes me want to have some sevens. And then I, I thought that the four swore for Grand Motion was interesting. A horse that's done a very good job in the recent races, especially of um, running pretty even fractions. And even when going pretty fast early, not slowing down that much late, just suggests to me a horse that's going to be suited looks like one that's going to be suited by two miles. Who knows? Hasn't gone farther than uh, a mile and a half, but also in the more than capable hands of uh, Graham Motion, absolutely willing to take that chance. And horse that's done a lot, recently been at Palmetto's, but did a lot of training at Fair Hill. And we've talked in the past on these shows about how horses that train at Fair Hill very often can uh, have an advantage in terms of stamina. And that's the skill a horse is going to need to get it done here at two miles. Five, seven, four for me. How do you see it? Uh, I just need the one and the five. Uh, the one value engineering is the most talented uh, Mike Maker, and, and it's Mike Maker going long on the grass. You know the the two uh, horse suit joke. Um, <laughs> yes. And then and then the five McLovin, who's who's gone sixteen. You know, has gone the the the, 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 mile, the two miles prior and won. Uh, I don't need anybody else in here. Uh, 
the pace doesn't really make a difference to me when you're going two miles. Um, the dynamics, it's all about who's going to get the distance. And there's two horses that I think are the best two horses in the race that I do believe will get the distance. And that's all I need, just the one and the five for me. I hear you. I was just against Dynafo- the, the, the value engineering a little bit <clears throat> because of the expected really short price because of those good numbers. And I wanted to make a case that at seven, if he really wanted to go this far at this point, he would have. But I mean, I guess you can just tell a story, you know, the two mile race is really not Chad's thing. And then he got to maker and maker was still thinking he might be a group two group one horse. So this is like in a funny way, even though he's seven, it's kind of a logical jumping point for him to try this division ahead of the season with some big races coming up. Is that, is that more how you see it? Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, how how often do these races come up, right? The two mile races, you know, uh, if you look at his past performances, you know, I guess there would have been one around June. Well, he didn't He didn't race in June. He was off after May 13th until November uh, 30th. And then um, and then even, I guess, I suppose he could have targeted a race um, around, like, December of last year. But he ended up running in a, in a shorter race and won. So, uh, right. no, I'm not, too, I'm not too worried about it. I'm going to take a shot against, but I certainly wouldn't be. Uh, it's not like a horse that I'd be willing to like get in line to lay if we were betting in England one that I, I think can beat me, but I'm going to try to get cute and go five, seven, four to JK's one and five. That leaves us with one more race to talk about in the show. And it is race number 10, our nightcap four thirty six, last race on Christmas Eve uh, on, uh, you know, at, at Gulfstream anyway, probably one of the last entirely before people get down to their uh, Feast of the Seven Fishes or what. You're part of an Italian family. Now, do they do the, the Feast of the Seven Fishes? Do they do it? Jeepers, creepers, they do it all right. Yep, full nice. meal deal, I'm involved. Oh, fantastic. What are what are some of the courses that you look forward to the most? Well, they, they, they you know, they, they, do a, they do a clam usually one way or another. They do, uh, uh, what, squingeal? What is it, like, like uh squid or whatever calamari uh, they do calamari one way or another they do um uh shrimp one way or another um i think we're doing dover sole this year nice. um sometimes they'll do a do a they'll do a crab sauce with they, they you know that there's basically the sunday sauce but they they start it with crab so it's got oh, like yeah so they, I mean, they go i mean they go hard in the paint there's there's no uh, <laughs> fans or butts about that's awesome scongilas conch um, like you said, scungeel, yeah. So they do a scungeel salad, then they also do a, 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 a situation. That's beautiful. I love it. Oh man, I'm envious. I, I do my own mini version, but it's a little hard with a daughter who refuses to eat fish, so that makes it a bit tricky. Let's dive back in here to this tenth race, J.K. Another one where I was going to move it around a little bit. There were a few stories to tell in this two-year-old filly maiden special weight going a mile and a sixteenth. I thought just Marianne was interesting. This horse, uh, the the two runner that took a ton of money uh, first out and and didn't didn't do a whole lot. But you know, I, I'm forgiving sometimes when they catch money like this. And then there's there's this change, 107 days, switching surfaces, and this looks like a notable jockey booking of John Velasquez as well. Just Marianne for all you Gilligan's Island fans will be the number one pick for me. Nothing against Steel Loot. This horse ran very well at Saratoga in that August 20th race 
uh, three lengths beaten by Memorialized. Chad thought enough of the horse to try the Miss uh, Grillo. Um, that was won by Hard to Justify. Obviously, that form has been franked. Granted, this one was seven and a quarter lengths back, which is a mile in a turf race. But still, uh, coming back here against Maidens uh, looks to me like a horse you're supposed to respect. And I love the fact that this is a horse that has a little bit of finish who should be positioned according to time form in the top three. Those can be very, very um, difficult to deny. There are some other uh, finishers in this race. Uh, I'm going to try to beat the, the the one that I think is going to be the favorite because I thought that was earned with the favorite. That's the, the, the forerunner. The third horse I'm going to try in here is the number nine, No Consequences, a horse that I thought finished up pretty well in that colonial maiden for uh, – for Shug McGahee, and I thought, you know, uh, could probably use, probably will have more tactical speed with that run, and I thought could get a good sit. I, I thought eight to one in the morning line. I think that might be realistic, and we might get that. Two, five, nine, and me trying to beat the chalk in the nightcap. Where do you stand with Loriston for starters in here? Oh, no, I'm definitely going to use this horse up. Um, if, I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I think I remember talking to, to to Brendan this day, and he said he liked the horse a lot. Um, the horse completely blew the break, came yeah. running, got a number that was better than anything else in here has had. The five steel loot I'll use as well. Uh, a horse that one concern about steel loot is just kind of ice cold. You know, it was ice cold in, in both starts. Um, yep. You know, did it into the teeth of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies turf champion hard to justify that that could happen from time to time but didn't have a great trip in there those are the only two i need and everyone else can just beat me all right well there you go a little bit uh you know we there's a scenario where we can both win this but uh we we might end up oppo we'll see what happens as the racing plays out on this christmas eve uh we are not done for the weekend we will have a regular well this is dropping after so There'll be other stuff up in the feed by now. We've got this live show. I should have plugged the live show for Santa Anita opening day, which is also our fifth anniversary show. Should have plugged that on uh, on the other one. Oh, well, maybe I'll put an ad at the beginning or something. Um, only time will tell. But we, we've gonna ha- we're going to have our fifth anniversary show. Can't wait. Uh, Chappie will be with us. Uh, Skip will be with us telling the greatest story of degeneracy ever told, which is one of my favorite uh, holiday uh, in the money uh, moments slash tradition. So very, very excited to check out that stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll have a regular late week show as well, talking a little bit about uh, JRA action and some Turfway Park as well. JK, any, uh, this will be your last, technically, even though we haven't recorded the other thing yet, this will be your last uh, appearance for the listeners in calendar year uh, 2023, I believe. Any 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 uh, closing thoughts for the people? No, uh, happy holidays, uh, however you get down. And um, it was another fun year. We appreciate the support as always. And and uh, we'll be back in, in 2024 swinging and kicking. <laughs> That's the idea. Will there be, will there be another, uh, will you have another sports show before the end of the year? We recorded one yesterday, but oh, as per as per the uh, in the Money Media Network, dodgy hotel Wi-Fi. I have not listened to the Ooh. the, it, but it didn't feel great while we were going. So I, I got to figure that out. This might be the this might be the every good podcast has that one lost episode. This one yep. might be it. We'll see. We have two. We have two in our history. For, amazingly, none since we none since we went out on our own. Ooh, I mean, I'm jinxing us by saying that out loud. But yeah, there were two two lost podcasts. 
in the DRF era. And they're both great shows, of course. So uh, that's just the way things go sometimes. Hopefully, you'll be able to, to get uh, get it up and running for the people. In any case, it's been a pleasure. JK, Merry Christmas. Have a blessed Kwanzaa, like you said, however you get down. We've done Hanukkah already. I, I, lo- I love throwing that in there, but it's not appropriate right now. Looking forward to this festive season. Going to have a lot more content from us in terms of Santanita. I'll be doing a musical interlude as well. Keep it locked to the In The Money Media feed. For JK, I'm PTF. Now you win all your photos. <laughs>